Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? It's for jugglers and jugglets. Listening to the best best friends podcast in the world. Who do you think you are? I am. Hey, everybody! Welcome back. Classic episode of the greatest podcast. You all right? You all right? You fall asleep over there? Yeah, I need some of your. Uh, I need some of your uppers, Dan. <laughs> some some uppers. Yeah. Uh, all right, everybody. Welcome back to the greatest podcast to exist in the history of podcast. It's your number one source for all things craft beer related. It's the internationally acclaimed Cindy Crawford approved podcast of hops, high fives, and friendship. Uh, I am your host. The crispiest of boys, Tom. And I'm your other host, the Hot Master General, the Royer's Ford Rattlesnake. You forgot the can again? I forgot it again. God Daniel. damn it. We'll it's get Dan. It. One day we'll get it. All right, everybody. And, uh, you know, you know who we are. You know what we like. You know, we're trying to... We took a we took a week off from this last week. You know, I thought maybe uh, Papa Roach would kick us up a notch, but Dan, I still think our badass level isn't where it needs to be. It's, um, I mean, yeah, it's it's fleeting. You know, I, I think I feel like you, I feel like you need to step it up. Well, yeah, I, I think I've done it. I think I've hit the, uh, I think I've hit the perfect badass badass note here. This is, I think this will take us up another level. Um, you know, one notch towards our Monster Energy. Uh, sponsorship. sponsorship. Oh, I yeah. can't wait to get the t-shirt and the hat. Um, yeah. So, you know, and the Dodge Ram yes. 2500. Yep, exactly. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I like, a, I like a nice little crew cab. Uh, okay. Maybe, oh, maybe, you know, a dually. I, I was thinking about having twin salt life stickers on the back. Oh too. man. <sighs> and then the monster, like right in the middle on that little window that slides out. That's how people know not to tailgate you. Yeah. It just know this guy. He means business. This guy fucks. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, we are the best, best friends podcast in the world. Go ahead, Tom. Play the music. Do you feel more badass now, Dan? You know, a little. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, man. This is like us trying to clear our throats, getting ready for the podcast. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, 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 you know, I listened to that today and I was like, you know what? We listened to a lot of, a lot of butt rock leading yeah. up to this. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we got into that, uh, we got into that Sirius XM turbo shout out turbo. I mean, it got my nerves like synapses just popping right now. I'm like, I'm feeling pretty good. Man, it, I think you're on to something with the butt rock, Yeah, but we're not quite there yet. I, I have a, I have a, I have an urge to rip my sleeves off of my shirt, but I'm not quite there yet. Understood. I was going to wear, um, I was going to wear cargo shorts. Mm. Yeah. I, no, I like that. Yet. Yeah. It's the, the purse of the, the it's, male. It's the purse of the OzFest attendee. Yes. Yes. 
the uh, the old uh, the warp tour satchel as it's known. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, um, all right, everybody. We're the best best friends podcast in the world. Uh, remember to follow, rate, review. Uh, I remembered at that time, Dan. Yeah, follow. I'm, I'm up to date to date with all the uh, goings on with. I the know ads. we got a really long email about it. it was annoying. <clears throat> yeah. Did you read through it? Did you get the TPS reports updated? Yep, I did. Cool. Um, you know, I had to. Um, you know, they sent a little needle, and I had to prick my finger and put it on a, a slide and send it back to them. Oh, okay. So yeah. you've got a you've got a clone waiting at Facebook mm-hmm. headquarters in yep. Apple. Yep, okay. yep, yep, yep. Got it. Um, all right. Remember, follow, rate, review us. Uh, review it only helps make the show better. Um, tell us what you like, what you don't like. Um, I mean, if you if there's something that you don't like about the podcast and you don't tell us about it, we're going to keep doing it. I know. I, I just want really scathing reviews. Just give us five stars. Yeah, five star. Five star party all around. I just, I want paragraphs. I, yeah. I want to sit back, you know, grab my glasses, maybe like put them down towards like the end of my nose while I read it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and if you like uh, if you like the podcast, tell all your friends about it. They're your friends. They're, they're probably like you or share the same interest. Otherwise, I don't, I don't know. Why would you be friends then? I mean... <laughs> Tell all your best, best friends. Yeah, there you go. Tell all Ah, your best. There it is. Yeah, we got to change our name. Yes. All right. (laughs) Dan, tell us about our corporate overlords. I was going to say, we can't start an episode without talking about our corporate overlords, Breweries and PA, the leading resource of all things Pennsylvania craft beer, connecting beer drinkers to the PA breweries they love. Check out breweriesandpa.com and follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Breweries and PA. Yeah. Leading resource is the website. Uh, the Facebook group is a cesspool of degeneracy. Oh man, it is just, yeah. we love all each and every one of you in that group, but at the same time, <sighs> yeah, it is exhausting. <laughs> and I'm sure our guest will, uh, will tell us, uh, a little bit about his yeah. experiences in that, uh, we hear that, he, that, we hear he's deep in the foxhole in the face, uh, yeah. in the Facebook group. So yeah, we'll deep in the trenches of that. Yep hateful group just taking grenades <laughs> all right we're also part of the hopped up network uh hopped up network is an ever-growing group of independent beer podcasts check out all the other podcasts on the network at www.hoppedupnetwork.com follow them on social media it's hopped up network <clears throat> at hopped up network dan um i'm trying to make it through this week man You're trying i'm trying i it I'm, it's my first vacation in almost a year uh coming up this weekend so I'm just like, oh, I'm just trying to got some time off. I'm just get trying to get to Friday. Just trying to get to yeah, Friday. Friday. We got a little, little something, something happening. And then oh, I'm, yeah. I'm heading down to the old Seattle. Ah, uh, there you go. I got, I, all I want is just, I want to sit on the beach. I want to enjoy some delicious, delicious Ludlam Island beer. Are you going to drink another 32 ounce crowler of Imperial style? On Unfortunately, the beach, like a bloated walrus. <laughs> Unfortunately, Aww. I did my research. I, I looked at what the, the goings on in the menu were and, uh, I didn't really see any Imperial stouts going on there. Oh man. I had my eye on a, on the Kolsch. Oh, and, you're uh, going crispy. You got yeah, and do one walrus journey down there. You know, maybe waddle on down, put your towel down and just, I'm really get real saturated in something dark. <laughs> I, I, I'm really, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm holding out for that Kolsch. And if they don't have it, I'm probably going to burn that motherfucker to the ground. <laughs> I just, I'm, I want to, I'm Kolschy right now. I've been feeling a lot, real Kolschy. <laughs> a nice marshmallow stout in the hot sun. There yep. you go. Thank you. Yes, Andy, man, I will do that just for you. I'll take a video of it. Me shotgunning. Mm. 
shotgunning a, a nice 10.5% Imperial stout. He's going to have a group of Gen Z kids just like trying to get him back into the water. <laughs> just like just he's going to wake up on a tarp instead of his towel and they're just dragging him towards the current. All while they're pointing <laughs> their phones and putting me on TikTok. They've got bucket. <laughs> they got buckets just keeping you moist. <laughs> he's drying on his belly. <laughs> <laughs> Knock it off. I need some tan lotion on my back. Leave my belly alone. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, wait, posted the posted you in that group. You go, oh, all right. Uh, so wait, we just we we called them a cesspool and we're actually in the Brewers and PA group right now, live. All cool. right, well, all right, <laughs> all right. Well, I knew that too. As soon as it said it, I was like, yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna go. I stand awesome. by, but I'll, I'll die on that hill. Yeah, yeah it's you're ready it's, to die on that hill. <laughs> if you're listening from the, the Brewers and PA Facebook group, you're all a cesspool of idiots and you, you're hateful and. Nobody agrees on anything. And, you know, a, a majority, 85% of you have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. So, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll live there. All right. Us included. Uh, all yeah, right. To an extent. I think we need to bring our guest on. Bring him on. All right. So we are joined this week by uh, the owner and brewmaster at Round Guys Brewing. And guess what? We went back to Lansdale. We're back. Back. Back, back. to Lansdale. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are joined by the, I said it already, the owner and brewmaster of Round Guys Brewing in Lansdale, Pennsylvania, Scott Rudich. Rudich. Got it. I yeah. almost did it. I almost you, did it. You almost, oh man, bring him up on the there screen. There he is. There All he right. is. Look at him. Hey. Scott, Scott, thank you for coming on with us. It's a pleasure to be out of your spam folder and your email and out here <laughs> on episode now. <laughs> I, I, at any given time, I have like 450 uh, unread emails, so don't feel bad whatsoever. <laughs> uh, it's not Scott's fault. It's Ryan's fault. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Blame it on the marketing guy. That's <laughs> uh, the go-to. Yeah. All right. So we're going to be enjoying some delicious round guys beer. Um, we're going to, we're probably going to get drunk on this one. I'm not going to lie. This is actually the highest ABV episode that we've had in the past two episodes combined didn't even equal the ABV we have wow. tonight. All right. <laughs> and knowing that I went, I went bread heavy on my dinner. <laughs> yeah. Just a lot of, just a lot a, of fried food, something to soak it up right there. It was a very carb forward, uh, you know, um, all right, so we're going to get into this. Uh, we are going to be starting off with Liquid Swords, correct, Dan? That is correct. We're going to be starting off here with uh, one of the ones that I had on my list of possible root down beers here, and I had to wear the uh, root down um, Wu-Tang shirt because Liquid Swords is a Jizza song, so <laughs> had to had to match this, uh, you know, this outfit for today. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be talking about Liquid Swords double IPA here. Um, so this is a 9.4% ABV. It's, it's bussing. Uh, so yeah, this one's featuring Citra, Cascade, and Calypso hops for an orange blossom. Uh, floral with grapefruit. So um, I'm excited for this. All right. This and, is my uh, wheelhouse. Yeah, if you want to check out more about this beer uh, or more about Round Guys, you can uh, follow us and see what we're drinking um, and keep up with uh, all the beers that we've been drinking on Untapped. Our Untapped is at Best Best Friends Pod. That's at Best Best Friends P O D. All right. Very good, Tom. Yep. 
Um, yeah, no untapped plug. What is that their slogan? No, that's just me. Oh, okay. No, just in case there's no untapped for the beer or oh. anything like that. Um, I just kind of have in the notes like, hey, if it's not there, we're just going to plug. I it. thought that was their slogan. I was like, well, that makes zero sense. It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> it's just notes for us, really. Um, but speaking of cesspools, um, yeah, untapped, another great cesspool. And we'll get into that a little bit first, but let's, uh, let's do a little bit of, uh, I guess what Scott would like to call is a borough wide crack of the cans, if you will. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to get a little crack here. One, two, three. All right. Beautiful, guys. Ooh, just the smell of this IPA. This is this is a nice, sweet, sweet nostalgia IPA we're going to be talking about here. Uh-oh. It's already losing points on untapped. It's clear. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that tends to happen when, uh, you know, you don't do a permahaze uh, uh, in the beer. So, yeah, it's, it's a while in the cans. All of our beers will eventually go clear. <laughs> All right. So while we're pouring this beer here, guys, uh, you want to tell us a little bit about uh, Liquid Swords and kind of how the idea came about for this beer? Um, so I'll start with a name. Uh, with every beer, just about every beer we make, except for like Berliner and Lansdale Lager um, and some of our older original beers, they're all – uh, song music driven. So obviously you, you brought up Wu-Tang, Jizza. Um, we are going through and we're like, you know, we haven't made a beer that's Wu-Tang focused. We've done a lot of different beers. We've got like three Beastie Boys beers. We've got, um, you know, stuff from Truck Fighters and The Sword and, um, you know, there's all kinds of different, all, ki all kinds of different bands. And so um, when we came up with Liquid Swords, like that's got to be a double IPA or an Imperial IPA or whatever you want. It's got to be something big. So um, we did... Uh, in 2017, we did uh, five double IPAs. We did Dank Janky, uh, yeah. Man Machine Poem, Venom Radio, uh, Edge Crusher, and uh, oh. um, and uh, Liquid Swords. And Liquid Swords was far and away the winner. Um, we still brew the other ones occasionally, but uh, if you um, – the Liquid Swords is the one that just probably outsells the rest maybe like 10 to 1. So wow. um, obviously adding Citra and lots of Citra, you know, double double dry hop. Something like uh, like eight pounds of hops per barrel is what it's hopped at. Um, <laughs> it's it's just a ridiculous amount of hops. We get, our yield is ridiculous. It's like I think we start out with like two hundred and sixty gallons, and we finish like with one hundred and seventy or something like that. So, oh, I like it. Let's get a let's go a little cheers, and we can dive into this one. All Boys, right, guys, Slancha, cheers. cheers. I've been just sitting here smelling it, and just it just takes you back to like a classic imperial like double IPA. <clears throat> yeah, we, we, um, we don't do any of the, um, so we only put two ounces of hops in the boil. Um, so we, we just put a little bit of boiling hops, everything else is added in the whirlpool. It's all added really late. Um, and that's pretty much what we've learned from doing the hazies is that we just don't bitter it. Instead of adding like lactose or anything like that, we just really back off on the, uh, on the bittering hops and uh, add our hops really, really late to, to preserve the aroma and the, uh, and the flavor of the hops. Now I will say that uh, there is an alarming uh, lack of marshmallow in this one. There, there is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is. There's, it's going to lose I, you some points. I feel on like if they tabs. put lactose and marshmallow in it, Jizza would write like a strongly worded email to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> if it's going to be liquid swords, it's got to have some bite to it. And yeah. It, it's, um, we, we also use um, we use quite a bit of uh, sugar and uh, corn in order to lighten up the body so it doesn't get overly malty. So it can stay a little bit uh, a little bit crisper, a little bit. Uh, the alcohol speaks up on you a little bit. 
yeah, it's got a it's got a um a nice like crisp bite to it. Um it's got a nice carbonate carbonation bite to it. Yeah. Citrus um, keeping a nice um like tropical kind of feel to it too. It's giving a little bit of sweetness and a little tropical to that. Mm-hmm. Has a little bit of booziness in it. Um I mean that's gonna come through with a nine point four percent. Nine point four? I believe so. Yeah. Mm. Give or take. Imperial. Um the artwork is awesome on this. Yeah, that was um, John Comerford. He works for 31st and Wharton. Um, he lives across the street from our marketing manager in uh, Roxborough, Maniunk area. And so oh, okay. he did quite a few labels uh, for us. Um, he actually he has a side job where he does Marvel figures and then <laughs> oh, sells, okay. the, sells the drawings to Marvel to put on their trading cards. Hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so another, another one he does, Russian Messenger. Um, a lot of our barrel-age stuff he's done. Um, we have a beer called Padre Ramirez. He did a killer uh, kind of like a cross between Clint Eastwood and Zorro um, that uh, we've only done that beer twice because of uh, barrel aging and pandemic and all that kind of fun stuff. But uh, but yeah, the guy's really talented. Um, Liquid Swords and Russian Messenger are probably the best well known, best known labels that he did for us. But um, he hasn't done any labels in a while. We kind of work with artists for a while and then um, they either like – they either uh, – don't want to work with us because of either time. Uh, Cause once we start doing labels, like we'll do six to 10 new beers um, per, uh, per year. And sometimes if you've got a day job, you know, making art based on what the company says is uh, a little bit more work than, than some people are used to. Um, and, or, or sometimes just, we, we just shift gears. I don't really deal with the art. Uh, my partner, Bill does that. He does a lot of the uh, interface with the artists and finds new artists to collaborate with and do a lot of kind of fun stuff. I'm trying to go find that beer right now so I can uh, see the uh, artwork just because I was trying to envision like Clint Eastwood with like a Zorro mask and just like <laughs> how Clint Eastwood would handle being Zorro. Like, would he just shoot the Z into the people? He's just like, I'm Zorro. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> Holy trying, shit. I yeah, have, it is. It's right here. Damn. Yeah, he, okay. He, he's a mean, he's a mean looking dude. Yeah. Right there. That's like straight out of a uh, Jeff Lemire comic right there. <laughs> it looks like a, it looks like preacher. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dan thoughts on the beer. I am honestly, uh, you know, I thought it'd be, this is one I wanted to try for a while. Um, so this has been on my list <clears throat> and like with the, the percentage and everything, I thought there'd be more bite, but it is smooth. Granted, I mean, I think this one we kind of picked a little bit late in the game here. So we've got one here from March. But, I mean, this is a smooth beer right now. It is settling nicely. Yeah, I would – I would. Uh, it's a beer that I've, I've, I've pulled off shelves that have been sitting um, at room temperature for three to four months, and I still feel it's representative of the beer. Um, but there are, there are, you know, as getting it fresh, getting it within a week or two, um, it does have a little bit more brightness and a little more pep. Um, but it's a, it's a beer that I've, I've done many side-by-side comparisons with new batches and old batches. And I'm confident what that beer does and every getting it from the brewery like that, it's been sitting cold for, oh geez, has to have been the the entire time. It never came out. It's just been sitting in the walk-in. So yeah, exactly. I mean, and yeah, it's no slight with the age. I mean, it's just, it's smoothed it out nicely. You don't get a lot of, uh, you know, IPAs these days that will go to that length and still like, you know, be somewhat enjoyable. Um, sometimes, and then the profiles change. This is just smooth and reminiscent of like the old, like the old school, uh, double IPAs from back in the day, real high, you mm-hmm. know, IBU resinous piney. It's got a nice bitterness to it. 
Thank you. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is a style that I've kind of gotten away from. Um, I've been definitely veering more towards the lower ABV side of stuff. Um, I I do like the... We uh, can't find him in his neighbor's yard anymore. (laughs) We've already had the meeting. I don't even know the last time I had like a, a... above and, and a beer that was above eight percent maybe even above seven percent no yeah i i think you know when we had victory on we uh we we oh, partook yeah. a little bit but yeah you are a very low ibv guy i'm a i'm a nightcap guy where i've got a couple nine ten elevens in my arsenal for like that last beer of the night you know little little bedtime this is almost like a like a whiskey for me it's like this yeah. would be like a sipping beer um <laughs> It's, I mean, I, I, I like the high carbonation on it. I like that carbonation bite. Um, the hops in it are, are, are very nice. Um, it's not like super juicy. It's not like, it's not like overly citra, you know, it's, yeah. it, it's still got, um, it's still got like a nice earthiness. Like you said, that resiny. Um, I mean, the flavors are there. I think what the, I mean, it's just for me, like the booziness, like the boozy factor. I mean, that's just something like I don't go towards anymore. But uh, I mean, it's not not no slight on the beer at all. It's just, you know, it's just not like my kind of style of beer right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're you're the low ABV guy. This is like this is in my wheelhouse for the end of the night right yeah. here. I love it. <clears throat> Generally, in our uh, our tap list, it's stuff that's around five, five and a half or stuff that's around eight to ten. So we don't do a lot of. There's no middle ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we have like one. We have Professor Booty is the one beer. It's like six point two, um, and then we have a we reformulated Kiss Off um, to just make it a mango IPA, and that comes in around six point five. But other than that, uh, most of the time it's either either you're either talking like you know session lager, session IPA kind of level, or you're talking you know like the next one we're gonna have Chronomancer, Russian Imperial Stout. Like that's kind of that's kind of where we we land. That um, I. I I kind of, I, you know, we'll get to the other beer. I kind of think that one thing we do really well is we hide the alcohol, um, in the beer. It's, you know, it's not, um, it might, it might taste a little bit, um, like you might be able to tell there's a lot of alcohol in there, but it's not hot. It's not something that's going to be, uh, um, you're not going to, you're not going to breathe and like in front of a candle and (laughs) shoot fire out of your mouth, that kind of stuff. I like the, uh, I like the term hot, like that hot burn. Yeah. um, You get that, like, you know, that, that whiskey, yeah. Whiskey burn when you, you know, you take a nice like slug of a, of a neat whiskey. Yeah. Oh man. All the artwork just keeps like going by. <laughs> just keep I, scrolling through. As, yeah. As I'm sitting on the website right here, dude, they have a, we were talking earlier in the episode about our obsession with butt rock. They have a do host lager. Is Ram, is Ramstein, uh, butt rock. I mean, I would put it in there in the early butt rock stages of, uh, I mean, it's still pretty good. I don't song, know. I mean, man. don't get me wrong. I I, uh, I like Duhas, but I don't know if I'd call that butt rock. Eh, I mean, I, I think it, it, I right. think it's an outlier. It is. It's like, are you going to call Demu Borgir butt rock? No. Right. I mean, it's that's Swedish death metal. I mean, it, it German 
Industrial? Yeah, German Industrial. Okay, sorry. I didn't want to like pronounce German Industrial on this podcast and mess <laughs> it up. I'm having a 9% beer. I don't want to have too many big words. We have, well, we German have. German Industrial Modern House Music. Sorry. We have uh, General, General <laughs> Rudick uh, over here, so we can, we can talk about German Industrial. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, My German ancestors would love it. <laughs> uh, so tell us about uh, how Round Guys got its start. Um, so, uh, the other founder, Rich DiLiberto, uh, texted me some, uh, evening in November of 2008 and he said, we should start a band or open a brewery. And he was, he was mostly drunk sitting at the note in Westchester, listening to some bad cover band, um, at the moment. And I saw his, his message and I responded back and said, uh, I can't play any instruments. And that was where, <laughs> that's where it left for the night. I called him up the next day. I'm like, are you serious about this, uh, this brewery thing? And he said, yeah. And I, I had always done entrepreneurial stuff. Um, even as a, um, when I was like 18, I, I, um, I started a, uh, umpire softball, like an umpire softball, um, league. So there's one league I was the umpire in chief and recruited my own umpires and trained them and, um, did all that kind of stuff and, uh, and ran that for four summers. And then, um, in college we had a, in our dorm, we had a food sales, like a, a kind of like a 7-Eleven, uh, kind of like mom's kitchen kind of thing. Uh, the name of it was called Your Mother's. And uh, we did pizzas and hoagies and hot dogs and all that kind of stuff. And my junior year, the guy that ran it kind of bequeathed it to me and said, here's the checkbook. There's $500 in it. Um, it's yours to run for the next two years. And I had like my own mini uh, business. So we didn't have to look for pizza or any kind of stuff after going out and drinking. We just, I'd open up Your Mother's, turn on the pizza ovens, and we'd make our own food. And um, and so I was, I was always doing entrepreneurial stuff like that. So and uncomfortable so he, sentence. Right I had there. done, um, I'll open, I'll open up your mother's, <laughs> make some pizza. <laughs> well, people would call down and be like, your mother's, what do you want? You know, that was, that was, that was how we answered the phone. Um, and so, uh, so I'd always been looking for something entrepreneurial to do. I had done uh, mobile wedding DJing for, since like 2002. And, uh, what my, my, uh, my thought was maybe I could do that professionally. And then I started realizing that in order to do that and make it work and make enough money, you have to hire their DJs and they're notoriously unreliable. And sometimes they quit on you and now you've got four weddings you have to cover. Um, so when he mentioned the brewery thing, I'm like, Hey, I like beer. I'm a big guy. Lots of beer fits into me. I make <laughs> pharmaceuticals. So if I can make stuff that goes into a baby's arm, I can make something that goes into an adult's belly. And that was kind of what the impetus was. And I called him up and said, Are you serious? And we started planning and we, we dove into home brewing. Um, but since he, was a chemical engineer and I was a, uh, a biologist and had been working in various aspects of, uh, of the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, we never, like we always were doing everything with how do we make this full scale? How do we make this full production? Um, it was never like two guys for 10 years that, you know, honed recipes and then decided to go pro. We're like, no, we're going pro. And then we just put in the time brewed probably like 150 to 200, uh, batches entered them in every homebrew club that we could, um, got a bunch of medals and then signed a lease and, and took a took a fly at it and the rest is history yeah so how, how did you guys land on lansdale uh lansdale um he lived in westchester i lived in doylestown and oh. we needed something that was somewhat in between not necessarily by 476 um, yeah so something that something that we could easily access and um since i worked at merck uh we learned very quickly that being able to interface with township folks and Someone's got to show up to, you know, pick up the grain or to, you know, collect shipments and that kind of thing. 
it was very easy for me to jet out of work. Um, so Lansdale worked geographically, and then we met the the townsfolk and the uh, the folks that um, were running the local government, and they were just they needed businesses. They wanted an anchor business in Lansdale. Um, so with a uh, a downtown that was only Molly McGuire's, <clears throat> and then um, oh, yeah. half a dozen nuisance bars, a thrift shop. Um, 17 nail salons, a VFW, a VFW. That was second. That was second second street. (laughs) Um, So there, there, there wasn't a lot on main street. There's a pizza, there's a pizzeria and a pretzel factory. And so um, we took a, took a flyer on it. That's awesome. Yeah. When I found out, uh, just coming from like doing the music scene in Lansdale, (laughs) that there was a brewery like opening up. And then when you guys find like opened and I was able to come in there, I was like, thank God. <laughs> I believe there was a burrito shop that you frequented too there, Dan. I'm not burritos. I used to go to the pizza yeah. shop. I right. thought you went to, wasn't it Machismo Burrito? No, that wasn't there. That was in like Manionka, Roxborough. Are you sure? Yeah, that's, yeah, I'm very sure. I went to the I pizza swear shop there was a burrito uh, place. next to Cardinal Camera. I forget the uh, name of it, but I was there all the time. There's a great place there now called El Tapatio where you can get, you can actually get a, uh, a tongue burrito. It's and it's what? fantastic. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, little plate fright to think that you're eating beef tongue, but um, order it. They do it really well. Um, almost nobody in there speaks English. They're making authentic Mexican food. It's fantastic. It's a, a really great place. Yeah, Lansdale is like a totally different place than it was when we were going to VFW shows. Yeah. You're just hanging out. Like we hung out a lot on that side, but like even just walking down the street, you know, you, like you said, there's like eight nail salons. <laughs> that is not an exaggeration. <laughs> the, um, our, our, the demographic of who's in Lansdale has completely changed. It used yeah. to be, um, you guys are making jokes about Gen Zers. It, it was, it was grumpy boomers and, you know, and Gen Xers. And I remember one guy, this guy, Eric, used to come in all the time and people were asking him like, Eric, why do you come here? You're never going to find a woman in this place. There's never going to be, you're never going to be able to pick up single women in this, in this pub. And, uh, and, and we, we are, I would say right now we're probably like 50, 55, 60% female customers and hmm. younger. Um, it's just, it's Lansdale's totally changed. I, I, yeah. A lot of diversity, a lot of um, you a lot can, of stuff coming. Through. Now you can go there and close your eyes and throw a rock and hit a brewery. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you could ju- you could just spin in circles in Lansdale and at least hit like two to <laughs> two yeah. blur- two breweries without opening your eyes. <laughs> yeah, we have when well, when well crafted needs help moving equipment. I just literally drive the forklift um, across Main Street and like into their back their back you know street and help them with. Uh, taking uh, tanks off and stuff like that. Yeah. So. They, they told us about that, that you came in, uh, you came in clutch with that. I just kind of pictured like Scott, just like carrying him on his back like that with the refrigerator straps, <laughs> just like just one, one leg at a time, just bending the knees. With like one of those weight belts on. <laughs> yeah. yeah you have the back brace belt <laughs> yeah. and everything just like just doing that across there and then not checking his spam folder after we talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, all while Krupal, uh, chugs beers. <laughs> he just chugs beers the whole yeah. time watching them. <laughs> I love those guys. My, the only, the only beef I have with Krupal is he's a uh, Patriots fan. I'm a Bills fan. So apparently he hates Bills fans and you know, Bills fans don't get along. Well, How can you fans, hate but, just Bills fans? Well, <laughs> I will, I will tell you, you're both wrong. The <laughs> Eagles are the choice. You're wrong. Look at this guy. Bill's Mafia. No wonder I saw all those folding tables at Round Guys. I thought you guys had a little, like, I thought you guys had a craft market going on this weekend. No. Bill's Mafia. Yeah. I, um, I, whenever I moved here, people were like, are you an Eagles fan? I'm like, well, my dad's had tickets to the Bills since 1972. And I've been to probably between 90 and 105 Bills games at the stadium. Um, 
Should have so named your brewery was, Wide Right. Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Scott Norwood joke. Come on. Who saw that coming tonight? <laughs> yeah, if I were to if I were to say like I'm an Eagles fan, I'm pretty sure my dad would just like randomly like get like a note from the universe, get up and write me out of his will. So um <laughs> he just calls you in the I middle was, of the night, he's like um, is everything okay? Like you haven't told him yet. And he's just like, <laughs> yeah. something woke me up tonight. Um, did you make any like changes or decisions that <laughs> might destroy me for the rest of my life? <laughs> well, there, I mean, there's some like camaraderie between the bills and the Eagles. Uh, the bills, we went, hate the same teams. Well, yeah, there's that. Uh, I mean, we bills went to four super bowls and lost and the Eagles went to four straight, uh, NFC championship games and lost. And <laughs> we all hate Tom Brady. <laughs> Yep. I always say the Bills and Eagles fans hate the Cowboys, the Giants, the Redskins and the Patriots. And so that and that there's a there's a common ground there. Yeah. And we're all degenerates. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, if you if you listen to Buffalo radio, it is no different than uh, Buffalo, Buffalo Bills radio after a game. It's no different than Eagles radio after a game. It is the same. These people were they they bleed as much as you guys bleed yeah. green. They bleed red, blue, red, white and blue. I it's just uh, I remember seeing that first video of like some guy. It's squirting ketchup and mustard on himself and then jumping off an RV onto a table. And I was like, I can get behind this. <laughs> this is something I could get behind. That's a tailgate. That ha- that happens in the seven hearts section of the old vet all the time. Yeah. It's like, it's a normal thing. Yeah. Those are the people that got drugged down to the jail that was underneath the stadium. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just think of like a ship's galley. It's like one of those ones out oh, like yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean. You go down to that like basement jail cell. You're trying there's, to get the dog to get the keys. There's people that are part of the wall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am better in stadium. <laughs> Ron Jaworski. I haven't heard that name in years. <laughs> <laughs> he just walks out of the wall. Yeah. He just takes it with him. Uh, uh, fun, fun fact. He was, uh, he was born in the town that I, my, uh, parents, when I was, when I was born, the, the, uh, house my parents brought me to so Lackawanna New York that's where he was born oh. so there's another another Eagles connection oh, I remember being go. in I remember watching uh Super Bowl 15 I think it was with the Raiders and the uh the Eagles rooting for the Eagles so I was like God had to been like six years old or something like that and I was I was booing the Raiders and and cheering for Ron Jaworski and the Eagles so there you go it all comes full circle I'm old <laughs> <laughs> um all right, let's uh let's get back to uh to round guys. When are you guys bringing back the John Popper sandwich? Oh, hold on, hold on. What time do we have here? We have gotten in thirty three minutes. Thirty three minutes. Uh-huh. It took us that long to bring up the John Popper sandwich, and why don't you guys have it? Bring it back, please. Bring it. Bring. <laughs> okay. I, I please respond. We uh <laughs> please re- reply to my emails in the spam folder. <laughs> The ones that invited you to the podcast, but also the ones that asked you about the John Popper sandwich, they were on two different email addresses. So, but they were both me. You know what we could do? We could do a John Popper burger. Ooh. All right. Well, you have my attention. You have my attention, Scott. Um, So actually, interestingly enough, um, the guy that, uh, the farmer that takes our grain, he, uh, he, last year around June, he offered us a pig that he had been feeding our grain to. And so we've got all this pork. So I could easily talk to Jamie about running a limited John Popper um, sandwich with the, all the leftover uh, frozen pork that we have. I know. We can, uh, uh, I know two guys who would be there, front and center. We just need to get the buffalo wing cheese and the. Uh, we still make the, the mustard, so that's still around. The so mustard be, is the best yes. part. Yeah. 
the Diablo sauce. Yeah. Um, we, we just, it would just be, uh, it wouldn't have those little grain marks. It'd actually be like, like fried, like a Reuben kind of thing on, okay. the, on the grill. But I mean, I can get behind that. So, uh, yeah. so Matt from breweries and PA, uh, one, he asked, explain this John Popper sandwich. So, well, first of all, John, Matt, John Popper is the lead singer of a wonderful band called wonderful Blues Travelers. Band. He, he just, um, a wizard behind the <laughs> harmonica. Um, no, yeah. Virtuoso. Yep. A voice of an angel. Um, he's got a, he's got a bandolier belt, like Chewbacca with different harmonicas. On it. <laughs> yeah. I always like consider him like the Rambo of like blue <laughs> of blues harmonica players yeah. where like where he gets ready in the morning. It's kind of like when Stallone's doing the prep in like, what was it? Uh, First blood part two, when he's just like, get ready to avenge that girl. And he puts the red, like <laughs> puts the red, uh, sash on. He puts the knife in his boot. <laughs> It's just John Popper like throwing harmonicas into his bandolier. <laughs> hey, Drew, first grassroots. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I- explain the uh, explain the sandwich for for Matt here. All right. So the John Popper sandwich back when pre pandemic when Round Guys had just slow cookers and a panini press, um, we came up with a sandwich and it, it was pulled pork um, with bacon, onion compote. Uh, Diablo mustard, which is a kind of Dijonese, mayonnaise, mustard, um, a, a, some sriracha, some other spices that uh, I can't remember. We still have the recipe for. And then we put uh, buffalo wing cheese on top of it and then put it in a panini press. And uh, it just became like this ooey gooey, uh, two types of pork, uh, just, just slightly sweet hot with that onion compote and the uh, buffalo wing cheese. And uh, it was a really great sandwich. When, when you're a couple 9.5% alcohol by volume beers deep, <laughs> that sandwich just hits right. Yeah. That was uh that, that sandwich is just, it's peak sandwich. It's got Absolutely. everything. It hits all the notes. That Buffalo wing cheese though. Ticks all the boxes. Yeah. A little boar, <laughs> a little boar's head Buffalo wing cheese there. Come on now. Come on now. Uh, well, yeah. the, that came up, that came about because, um, the Deets and Watson guy dropped off, oh, jumped, dro- dropped right. off the uh, buffalo wing cheese, and I'm like, I got to make something with this. There's got to be something. We can and it's got to be weird. It has to be yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah, Matt. And, uh, <laughs> Matt says it sounds like it hurts the next day. Yes. No. Yeah. I mean, if you're chugging the nine percent beers and you have that sandwich, I mean, you're in for a bad time. But hey, you know what? Night out with your family, or maybe you're prepping for a show that day, maybe at a venue down there on in Lansdale. Ah, oh, the John Popper sandwich just hit. Yep. Yep. We'll start it. We'll start a uh, change.org petition. Yeah, I'm gonna be uh I'm just gonna be following closely. I'll turn on my push notifications for you guys. <laughs> a- after this conversation, I'm turning on my push notifications on my iPhone. So I know when you guys post about the John Popper. You got it. All right. Then uh I'm blowing through this. I've been relaxing over here. Yes. It's, uh, yeah. You've had a week though. Look at you. Mm. Uh, th- final thoughts on this one. Um, love it. Uh, surprisingly smooth for what I was expecting when you know, reading Imperial double IPA, you know, a little greater than 9%. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I was oh, thinking the boozy burn, but like you guys said, you, you guys made something smooth here. It's easy drinking. It's deceptively 9%. Um, this is a great beer. I co- I call it my time travel beer. I'll uh, I'll come home sober. I'll drink three of them, 
I'll wake up the next morning and I won't remember how I drove home. <laughs> He's just has a DeLorean in his driveway. You do or like one of those really nice 85 Toyotas, like pickup trucks. You don't remember how you got home. So, so you do that hurried shuffle down, look in the driveway to make sure you, uh, all right, no, no dings or scuffs on the car. Yeah. All right, cool. We're all, we're all good. <laughs> like when Tom Hanks turns back into a kid and like big, when he runs <laughs> out of the bed, you're just like, nothing happened, right? <laughs> Where's my phone? How many texts do I have? I'm in my bed. I have got my pajamas on. All seems right in the world. She's not mad at me. Huzzah. <laughs> yeah. uh, chalk this one up as a victory. My, Liquid swords. My my wallet is on the uh, on the on the bed stand. We're good. We're good. That should be a commercial I, idea for Liquid Swords is just ah, thank God I didn't leave my wallet at the bar. Liquid Swords. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. My car made it in the driveway. Straight. Just just some guy Liquid pop, Swords. <laughs> just popping some guy popping his head up panicked, like, oh my God, what happened? He looks over to the nightstand and his phone and his wallet are both right there and he goes, All right. <laughs> well, what was her name again? Liquid Swords. <laughs> Breathe a sigh of relief. Liquid Swords. Uh, <laughs> um Deceptively smooth. Uh dangerous beer, but a good dangerous beer yeah i i mean i feel like i i like a, an ipa um that gets more towards room temp i don't i'm not i'm definitely not as much of a fan of an ipa fresh out of the fridge than i am when it you know settles a little bit um i do like that nice crisp cold bite right and i will agree to an extent like sometimes room temperature hits different you know turns a beer it's great to like just go down through the beer's journey. <laughs> this one, this one went down a lot easier as it kind of gravitated more towards that room temp. It was a, I was, I kind of looked down and saw that like last sip and I was like, Oh, okay. This is where we're at. So it was, you know, it was a lot easier drinking as it went down. I did. I like the carbonation bite uh, that I got, you know, fresh out of the, out of the fridge. Uh, but I, I don't know. It's just something about that IPA when it warms up a little Tom bit. Just describe IPAs. Yeah. As it, as it warm as it warms up and you start to lose some of the initial cold carbonation, um, it starts to take on a more malty character, um, and and you get a different balance within the hop. Like there there are <clears throat> there are some beers we've made and people are like, well, it's kind of flat, and I'll inform them that no, we actually. We actually carb them to 2.4 volumes of CO2 because we feel it represents the beer better. If you're looking for a big, huge carb carbonic carbonation bite, we don't feel that represents the beer very well. And and people would be like, oh, I guess that kind of makes sense. But I like it the other way. Two stars untapped. You know, it's a <laughs> I think there are some beers that go that route, though, where the carbonation kind of makes the beer a little bit, too. Like that. Yeah, we, we did we did a, um, uh, a strong scotch ale. It was slightly overcarbed. And uh, the 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 other the we we barrel aged half of it and carved that just a little bit less and it's so much better with that lower carbonation because you start getting a big multi beer like a, yeah. a Russian Imperial Stout or a, um, you know something like that. Oh, like some Russian Imperial Stouts are, are delicious, even almost like flat. Like yeah, it's delicious. Yeah, yeah, agreed. The, yeah, those are the beer styles where like if it was yeah just a little bit of flat, I'd be still enjoying every single bit of that flavor profile. And and, and you know. Uh, I get called out on this, but you know, we're talking about mouthfeel. Yeah. It's, it's an important part of the beer experience. That's why we bring it up pretty much every episode. 
and the mouthfeel is an important part of the beer. That's yeah. why it's part of, you know, like the BJCP. Yeah. And on our other website, <laughs> uh, we'll talk more about how mouthfeel is on onlycans.com. Yes, onlycans.com. That's where we that's where we make the money, where yeah. we talk about mouthfeel a little bit more often. Yep. You, you spend $5, you get... Uh, you get the premium content where we just whisper mouthfeel into the microphones and you well, get to listen so to five, it. So five the $5 level, you're getting the pictures of the beer. Uh, the the $10 level is where you get the pictures of the beer. Plus, we do the uh, the beer ASMR where we just whisper mouthfeel, mouthfeel, mouthfeel. And then the $20 level is where we... This is where you really luck out, everybody. This is where you get the pictures of the beer with our feet. And we that's send you- not what we agreed on, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, guys, we're, we're going to go back to that meeting later. Uh, we'll go back, back to the drawing the, board. Back to the beer, though. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's uh, let's uh, get into this next beer because I feel like this one is going to be a bit of an adventure. So we're going to be doing um, first time we. This is the first time we've had a quad on the podcast. Yes, this is okay. So we're going to be doing a uh, a Belgian quad here. This is the. Uh, you want to take care of that for you? I got the uh, I got the tasting notes from uh, Round Guys right okay. here on. Uh, so yeah, we're going to be doing the Chronomancer. I, you did it. This this is the only time I'm going to pronounce it correctly, right. probably for the rest of it. Right. The Belgian Quad, the Keymaster um, is uh, the Chronic 2000, Doctor Dre. Yes. Uh, yes. Hold me toast closer, <laughs> Chronomaster. <laughs> Hold me closer, Chronomancer. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So yeah, we got the Chronomancer Quad Ale, guys, and um, we've got some good tasting notes. So while he pours this out, guys, um, yeah, let's get a let's get a good crack here, Scott. One, two, three. You already cracked it, didn't you? Yeah, I thought you did. All too, right, uh, <laughs> all right. I got a crack in the mic. It's all right. Sweet. All right, so let's pour these out here. That amber. Ah, uh, so uh, Bill from Round Guys wrote this here. He kind of, it's nice. You guys have these tasting notes on your website. This is, uh, this was actually kind of fun because I do a little bit of research. I got to say, the color on this, it looks like there's going to be a bug in here that starts Jurassic Park. <laughs> it's got that amber. <laughs> it's got that dino DNA. This, this looks like it belongs on the end of a uh, very flamboyant cane. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so this is going to be fun, but yeah, um, guys, cheers. Sancha. Cheers. All right. And if you're curious about the beer that we're drinking, you can follow uh, all the beers that we drink uh, on our untapped. It's untapped uh, at Best Best Friends Pod. That's at Best Best Friends P-O-D. Hell yeah. nice um very smooth uh this is kind of like what we were just talking about it's almost like almost flat yeah i would um it's got a little bit of carbonation to it um i mean as smooth as i would expect um it's got those it's got a, a nice maltiness to it um a little bit of of that background like that raisiny uh, prune, fruit, uh, the fruit esters, yeah, fruit esters there. Um, you know, that's kind of indicative of like the, the Belgian yeast there. Um, oh, yeah. it, it's very enjoyable. It's almost like 
I feel like you're reading the same website I'm reading, which is Round Guys oh, Tasting okay. Notes on Chronomancer. I'll and shut he up. He sets it right here. Notably, plum, raisin, and additional vibrant dark fruits. My palate is refined. There you go. <laughs> Quads remain one of the boldest, richest, and tastiest styles ever invented in beer. In terms of the Belgian styles, this is like the uh, the dark chocolate of the Belgian yep. styles. Like mm-hmm. this is that like you this know seventy percent like, yeah. like cacao and everything right here. This is this is where you're like, oh, I just want a little treat. I'm gonna I'm gonna treat myself with some dark chocolate. This is that beer. Definitely, it's um. It's a, it's a, a favorite, um, like we, so this is one of our mug, <clears throat> our mugs for our mug club and people nice. will come in and order 19 ounces of Chronomancer and drink several of these. Uh, yeah. Well, I know from experience at Lansdale parties, so <laughs> <laughs> for, first Friday, it's going to be quite a party. It's uh, the first, yeah. first Friday and, uh, gosh, uh, two years, almost, uh, 22 months or something like that. That's insane. And yeah. Uh, we're it, back, baby. It, yeah, it's funny, too, because like we were talking about back in the day going to Lansdale and like that intensity we had in those like VFW shows is now shown by people our age now with families going out on first Friday. Same like same intensity. It's just like a couple with like their two year old and they're just like, let's party. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get responsibly drunk. <laughs> no, they're just like, yeah, they just, yeah, exactly. They're just having fun. The kid, like, it's funny to see that intensity, like, from Lansdale now that we're like 36. We have the option to Uber <laughs> home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's awesome. But, um, so who did the uh, artwork for uh, Chronomancer? So that is Dan Yowell. Um, he, he wandered into it. So Dan didn't know he was going to do labels for us. He wandered in one day and he um, he did that that uh, that pencil sketch and it, it, w- it was up on the wall of the brewery for probably like, I don't know, 18 months. Previous to, to that, we had um, Joe Getz, the um, formerly one of the owners of Current Cider. He had done a, a mock up of an old school like Belgian Trappist ale kind of label. Oh, OK. And um, and it was that's like it was kind of like a classic label that had like. It basically looked like we were spoofing. Um, even on the one side, it said, you know, like normally have the paragraph with notes and said, this is where we're supposed to say really cool stuff about this beer and how you should drink it. And it was really, uh, it was really kind of fun the way he did it. But we just, we decided to do a reboot and uh, we, were, we were having trouble with Chronomancer. And for me, I thought Chronomancer would be really simple. It would be like, uh, he had like a wizard and in his hand, he's got like a gyroscope kind of like, um, hourglass and he'd be spinning it and that would be the chronomancer and uh, just it didn't didn't click for any of the artists we work with so we happened to have that um, that pencil sketch and I tried to reach out to Dan and find him and say hey look do we want to give you some money for this random sketch that you drew during happy hour and uh, <laughs> we want to give you some money for it and I couldn't find him couldn't find him and then finally someone connected us on Instagram and um, we wound up uh, you know hooking him up and, like What's your address? I'm sending you a check as long as you agree that we can use this artwork for our label. And uh, then he's done a bunch of other ones for us. Um, some really, really great stuff. He's done probably about eight or nine labels for us. Uh, he lives in like Phoenixville area or something like that. Yeah, from what I understand. This, this is the label is it, it's an LSD nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it's all I can describe it as. 
I actually, I actually knew this guy and I just wanted to, I I wanted to confirm that I had my right um, suspicions because somebody had told me he did the artwork for you guys. And then I saw this can and it was his artwork and I knew it was him. And that's, that's why I was like, Oh, so who did the artwork? Um, because he did, uh, he did some other can art in Phoenixville too, for uh, rebel Hill. They do their flagship pale ale is his artwork. Yeah, he does. He does amazing work. We've got a new one coming up called Mothership Connection, an homage to the uh, Parliament um, Funkadelic uh, album. Uh, no, it's, I think it's regular Parliament. I think it's I don't know Parliament par- Parliament Funkadelic. Funk, Funk All Stars. All Stars. <laughs> one, one of those. But, it was one of those variations. Um, but he he did a really great. He's got like this this uh, um, spaceship coming towards what looks like you know the mouth of the. Uh, the, the monster the Millennium Falcon flew out of. Uh, yeah. um, oh, the, wait, it, is that the but, not the Sarlacc, right? No, it was the worm that that tries to eat the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, isn't that the Sarlacc pit? No, that's where no, the uh, Boba Fett went. Oh. No, this was up in the uh, in that's space. Where the Boba Fett they stopped in the asteroid. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the little thing, so, like, you know, jumps on the Leia's shoulder. You yeah, know, yeah, you get it. Yeah, 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 let's nerd out for like a little bit here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he does great. He does great stuff. Um, and, uh, We've, we always, like I said, we, uh, like, so we did a, um, in the past we did two, um, two barley wines and we're looking to like bring a barley wine out in cans and, and be able to, uh, be able to, um, like just build into our rotation. And so what I told Bill was, all right, here's the deal. We made two of them. One is architect of the ruin, which is a toad, the wet sprocket album. And the other one is nautical disaster which is a, uh, a song by the Tragically Hip. I said, just give Dan both of these titles and let him see what inspires him. And uh, they want to pick a nautical disaster. He, he felt he had a better, a better handle on how to illustrate that. And so whenever we go and pick names for beers, like a, um, uh, I really want to do a, uh, there's two, two songs I want to do, or two songs I want to do. One is a uh, song for Zula by Phosphorescent. But like, the, how, do you, how do you illustrate that? How do you go to an artist and say, all right, make me a label that says Song for Zula. And the other one I want to do is Vanderlyle Crybaby Geeks by uh, The National. But again, how do you, you have to give the artist <laughs> you give you give some, the you give the artist a, a 50 milligram edible and you give them a, just a <laughs> single on a on an iPod Nano and a four pack of liquid swords. <laughs> yeah. And you go go to work, buddy. <laughs> you do your thing. You're so close though. You you went nautical disaster. You could have went beautiful disaster and went 311 themed. Oh man. No, <laughs> I mean, come on, yeah, this, th- this, th- I mean, come on, the color of this is amber. Whoa, it's, yeah. it's the color of your energy. <laughs> it's the color of Tom's energy right now. Oh God, I, I didn't think we'd go this entire episode or any episode from this podcast mentioning three eleven. But come on, I, li- I listened to the shittiest music. <laughs> we did it, guys. <laughs> oh. 311 just reminds me of uh, being being at the shore in the 90s. That's all it reminds me of. Oh, yeah. Just reminds me of Guitar Hero. Yeah, still really low. Just like really low Django shorts, too. Just oh, every, and- everybody had clam diggers on, too. <laughs> oh, man. Am- Amber is like on like the level of douchiness of like the reason by Huba Stank. Ah, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, uh, it's pretty bad. <laughs> like trying to be too deep. <laughs> You mentioned you mentioned Guitar Hero. There's one time my uh, my first wife, my kids uh, walked into the walked in from the garage, and I've got rock uh, or uh, rock band. I've got the microphone up, and I'm belting out "Paranoid" by uh, 
Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath. Out of old guitar, <laughs> and I got the microphone up and I'm belting out paranoid. I'm like, all right, this is one of the most embarrassing things <laughs> Manley's ever seen me do. So, man, I'm just hoping, but I'm not going to stop because he's me doing that one day. <laughs> I'm not going to stop though because I almost got a high score. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. She's going to see me beat this game, and that's going to be her memory of me on her wedding. Remember when you beat Guitar Hero? Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> she's a classical version of paranoid for that father uh, daughter dance <laughs> if if karaoke ever uh gets up and you uh you get me out somewhere i can do um ice ice baby without even the uh the prompts and all that kind of stuff so oh i will that. take that back can i, slash can I tell you uh where how karaoke was perfected and i haven't seen it since when um uh koreatown in new york you go and they have you you rent rooms and you just do karaoke with your friends. It's just you and your friends doing karaoke. It's not you up in front of a bunch of strangers. They bring in Korean fried chicken to you. They bring in you bottle service. I mean, I think there is a level of like adrenaline you're missing out, though, on. No, no, when no. You're doing no, it to no, complete no. strangers. Out no, there. no, no, no. This is like when you're you're it's just you in a room with your friends and no one else can hear you. You're really letting loose. OK. Yeah, you I got see. a be- you got a belly full of crispy fried chicken, and okay, I can see where you're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. Oh, okay, so hold, on, the- hold on. Andy Man said there's a place like that in Chinatown, Philly. In I'm in. One of the first uh, karaoke Twitch songs followers ever did was uh, one of the first karaoke songs I ever did was Crash Test Dummies. The Mm, song I did just say crash test dummies it's their only song so so but i did it at a country western bar so i actually got booed off stage um, <laughs> but um it, so you say crash test dummies growing up in uh, buffalo very close to canada i know multiple crash test dummy songs i probably know about 15 of them because they were on the radio all the time it was just different variations of mm-hmm. <laughs> the crash test dummies for him were like letter Kenny for us. Like we, we think it's like, ah, oh, it's a shit from Canada that we like watch and laugh about. That's like, yeah, it's the same. I, this is the stuff I used to listen from Canada and laugh about. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh man. Um, <clears throat> all right. Let's talk about this, uh, this Belgian quad. Um, I can't, I keep looking into the eyes of the label and it's just, it's freaking me out, man. He does good work. He does some he pretty. Does. Uh, it looks like if I took DMT, like <laughs> this is what I would see and it would tell me like the meaning of life. <laughs> You're all there for no reason. It's like, oh, come on. I feel like if you wouldn't get a cease and desist, like I would do some artwork like that and just call it like Joe Rogan dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Just like DMT goblins, <laughs> DMT and kettlebells. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a kettlebell like that looks like that on the can. <laughs> just put I the feel, can I feel up like to a lot of Dan's art. artwork is uh, Monty Python monsters that are chasing the, uh, oh. the knights kind of thing. Oh, so I was thinking about that when you thought uh, when you were talking about the first version of the Chronomancer like logo with like the knights and like very like medieval kind of like style, and then just like his monster being the foot that just goes. <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm very excited for the uh the bootsy collins can though yeah that's that should, that should be pretty wild yeah um this uh it, it's very enjoyable i'm not a let's see a 10.2 percent uh abv um I'm not really getting much of an alcohol burn on there no um it's dangerous it's a dangerous beer because it's it's very enjoyable 
Um, I, I really like the maltiness in it. Yeah, there is an like an oakiness almost to the malt mm-hmm. too. I don't know. It's it's got a nice uh, it's got a nice like dry maltiness to it. It's a pretty simple recipe. It's uh, Pilsner malt. Okay. Uh, w- one sack of special B, either from uh, Castle Malting or Dingemans, and then Belgian dark candy syrup, and okay. then Belgian yeast. That's it. Um, and the uh, we we fermented about seventy two degrees. Um, but, uh, we've, we've tried things other than special B, um, every malt, every maltery maltster, whatever tries to do some version of special B and, uh, only Dingamans or castle works. Um, but the other ones get too roasty to try. We have, um, we do a, uh, we take, we take chronomancer and once a year we, we have these four barrels that is called magic barrels. Um, they started out as a project. We did a, a one-off for Zahav um, with a uh, staghorn sumac, which is that red plant like tree that grows on the side of the road. Um, and it, uh, it's, a, it's a, a staple spice in Middle Eastern cuisine, sumac. And so um, we did a beer for them and, uh, and that went well, but then we, what do we do with the beer? And so we took chronomancer, we put it in there with a lot of uh, other Brett and uh, um, other stuff like that. And they're neutral barrels, so you don't get much oak. And that ages out to about 11.6. Um, so Chronomancer at 11.6. It's called Blood and Thunder. Um, and it's uh, – Chronomancer is a really great canvas for things. Barrel aging it, um, souring it, doing all kinds of cool stuff with it. It's just a, a really nice canvas for expressing um, what that beer can be. I feel like because you guys do a lot of music-inspired names, like you have to do like a like a Belgian strong that's just like Manowar-influenced. Like like a brothers of metal like hold up at everything and just drinking one of these beers. <laughs> well, this is the Chronomancer's a, a song by the sword, so yeah, that's a that's pretty uh, pretty metal. If I uh, if I if I could, oh, um, yeah. the sword will take you on a journey, kind of like this yeah. beer. <laughs> if you ever decide to do like a butt rock uh, series, let me know because I will just I I got all the names for you. Yeah. He's okay. like, hey, we're trying to like make this sound like seether meets yeah. saliva. Yeah. Like all the S's. We're just going to get all the S's in there. <laughs> this one's God called Smack. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. This is this one's called Click Click Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you guys what butt rock actually is. I'm not familiar with that term. And then he goes, You don't know. What- and then he says Click Click Boom. And you were like, oh, okay. This is what you're talking about. Well, man, I, I know, I know, like, I know, like, uh, you know, I, the songs you're playing, I, I obviously know. Um, I, I, remember, I remember them being on the radio. I remember all that, but I just didn't. I, some of the genres that people have come up with, I'm just always kind of like, I'm not familiar with necessarily what they are. So, so. B- you ever so, look at a monster energy, <laughs> a monster energy drink dirt bike, and just a song pops into your head? That's butt rock. So, butt okay. rock, <laughs> butt rock it, it, to be technical, butt rock is like uh, late 90s, early 2000s heavy metal. Um, yeah uh you're looking at like the papa roaches the lincoln park uh i don't know if i do you you throw lincoln park in a butt rock i mean they they just walked the line there i mean yeah yeah, yeah. they were definitely butt rock (laughs) nickelback stained seether three days grace yeah it's just (laughs) our 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 jukebox plays a ton of nickelback it is ridiculous Like I, I, I'm like, please turn this off. <laughs> Come on, there, there has to be a way to change that faster than you've done. <laughs> we have, we have. It's funny. There's a, a a skip button on the remote for uh, the employees, and uh, 
someone was like, I said, I said, skip the song. And like, it won't let me. I'm like, hold the button longer. Hold it harder. <laughs> do it. Do it. Canada's attacking away, us. Like, this is a, yeah. it's psychological warfare. <laughs> yeah. It's the crash test dummies all over again. <laughs> They're humming into our radio. Yeah. There's the Nickelback incident of 2018. <laughs> They're like the crash test dummies of like. <laughs> no, at least the crash test dummies song, at least it still holds up. I'll listen to that every day. It comes on the radio. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> once there was a girl who. <laughs> I'll hit there's a, there's, there's a moment we're all sitting doing like paperwork at the, we have a, a big table. So kind of like a countertop and uh, um, Alien and Farm came on. It was like literally like the first three notes of the song. And everybody popped their head up like, it's Alien Ant Farm. I haven't heard the song in forever. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Alien Ant Farm. I will that, listen to that. That album, I'll listen cover to cover. Cover yep. to cover. That's front to back. Not butt rock. That is not that's that's classic rock. I yeah, they were they they were in a league of their own. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They uh whew. All right. uh, dude, that music video for uh movies. Oh, come on. With all like it come was on. like yeah. the classic come movies on. like Ghostbusters yeah. and everything. We were like you guys are doing it right. <laughs> I remember I remember hearing uh Nickelback for the first time, like the This Is How You Remind Me. Yeah. This is how you remind I was like, oh, that song's all right. As a drummer, I was like, that snare drum slaps. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this song's all right. And the then roll it, and the pop, like that was a very overproduced snare, and it sounded amazing. <laughs> I, I was like, I, I this sounds all right. I mean, this is <clears throat> we're we were at the like the beginnings of like every every band sounds like Nickelback. Um, I was like, oh, this, this sounds all right. And it's not bad. And then the second song, their second single came out. I was like, well, that sounds like the first one. All right. Maybe we'll get past this. And the third one came out. I was like, well, these just all sound the same. Finally, the best, best friends network is getting a second podcast. Just dissecting Nickelback. <laughs> Dude, we could, we could, we could do, we could do a whole butt rock podcast. We could do a side, like a side thing where it's just us discussing Nickelback, like current events and dissecting songs. We can have, we can have Leo on that. Leah could be our, our, our third mic. It'd just be a call in that we do. Yeah. <laughs> we have, we have a friend that is a big fan of Nickelback and we had no idea. And I don't and know. Like the kind of fan that. that wears a tour t-shirt out in public. Okay. All she, right. she, that's, she, that's, that's, that's heavy duty. Yeah. Where's a tour, a tour t-shirt to human robot. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, Oh, shutters. I mean, yeah. I, I understand dedication. My dog's name is Henry Rollins. So, you know, being dedicated to an artist and, and loving what they do is, is one thing. But, yeah, you guys um, did that, uh, the round guy's black flag with the cans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, um, so, like, the Nickelback for me is weird because um, growing up when I did in Buffalo, there was only three, three radio stations. There was Top 40s, Classic Rock, and Classic Metal. That was it. That was all we got. And so on, you know, the Toronto stations, we could still get in and we would listen to Canadian music. And there's a lot of good stuff, like, you know, Bare Naked Ladies, their first album in '89, like that, like that was when I was in middle school. Yeah. I was like you listening know, to that kind of stuff. And Bare Naked Ladies, Alanis Morissette, Brian Adams, we know. We yeah, Rod Stewart, will throw in there a little bit. You know, it, you know, it's a we get it. Canada, well, Canada well, music. Well, <laughs> like outside, outside. I joke, that, I joke, like, I joke. Yeah, and outside of that, and then like I'm like generally I like Canadian music, and then I keep. I keep going back to Nickelback. I'm like, I just really don't. I really, I really can't. I really. Scott's it's like the, a like, Canadian ace of, like hipster. Ace of bass kind of. Uh, ace of bass. Every song sounded the same. Yep. It was yep. like that's what Nickelback was. Hey, look, I I can't. You know, I joke. I love. 
I, I've asked so many people if they would go to Alanis Morissette with me in September. <laughs> she's coming to she's coming to Camden. Someone please go with me. I want to go see Alanis Morissette live. <laughs> you never asked your best best friend. Yes, I did. No, you did. I absolutely did. One hundred percent, I did. He didn't, guys. I didn't. No. Oh. I dare you to prove it. Join if to- if you prove it, I will shotgun a Belgian quad later on in the future. I can't. That's the bet. I prove. Okay. I mean, come on. All we right, have iMessage. Right. We have the cloud. All right. All right. All right. I'll, I'll figure them. it out. Yeah. I'll figure it out. I want to go see Alan. I I love Alanis Morissette. I, I want a, I want to listen to the song about uh was it uh full the Full House guy. That was her have first single. The, yeah. Have you seen Alanis Morissette and uh um was it Jimmy Fallon busking in uh, New York City? No. No. There's a skit where they both dress up in costume and they start doing some busking in the New York City subway. And then they reveal it's actually like it's Jimmy Fallon and Alanis Morissette. And then she jumps into an impromptu concert singing You Ought to Know and all that kind of stuff. You, you should look it up on YouTube. Pretty funny. Oh, Pretty damn. cool. That'd be awesome to like walk into, like especially the performance and everything. Uh, that would have been rocking. Yeah. Singer songwriter of our generation. Dude, you never asked me. And no, I'm over, I didn't. I looked it up. I'm over here and I'm just like, yes. I like, yes. <laughs> can, I, can I tell you? Can I tell you what? Uh, so I, I searched my text messages and uh, for Alanis Morissette. And the only thing came up is I asked my brother uh, if he wanted to go to Alanis Morissette. And he probably said no. Um, <clears throat> and uh, uh, the other one is me asking Dan at the beginning of our podcast where I wanted to have an ongoing joke where that I'm the president of the Alanis Morissette fan club, which hopes and dreams guys, hopes and dreams. But, uh, and then I remember that. Yeah. And Dan would keep dropping, uh, Dave Coulier references in there. And I would get How real heated you, about that. We wrote this skit so long ago and it finally happened. <laughs> How often do you watch the, uh, the, the God scenes and dogma just to watch Alanis Morissette? Oh, I, I mean that hit home. Cause she is, she is basically God. Every time like dogma is on the like comedy central or something or like some random that silver dress. Dude, I, I will sit through dogma. I just put it on. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Dogma. Dogma is a, that's a sick movie. Yeah. It's a great movie. I mean, Rufus the 13th apostle. <laughs> Always get got left out. Of course he got left out. All right, let's uh let's wrap this thing up, Dan. Uh, yeah. Final thoughts on the Belgian quad. Uh, so the whole finish on it, like what we described, that went into like the mixture. It just it reminds you guys almost like crafted, like tasting barrel aged, like you guys crafted something that for me I was like was, was this done in a barrel? It just gives me such a like a nice oaky, earthy. Would you, finish on would it. Would you say that this beer? It, it's this is how it reminds you of. Barrel age. Yeah. Check it. <laughs> look, look at this. Fo- That's a nickel. The nickel back quad. Look at this photograph. <laughs> but yeah. That's what we'll be saying later on our Instagram. Yeah. And look at this photograph of this quad. <laughs> oh, man. We're going to listen to Butt Rock later on. Yes, we are. Okay. <clears throat> um, yeah. So the way you guys crafted the finish on this, uh, this is great. I mean, for. Uh, this is a little bit higher than what I normally do, which is why I got this little guy right here. But uh, if I was at home, it'd be a different story. <laughs> if I didn't have to drive tonight, this would be a beer I would sit here and like I'd start texting friends about and be like, yeah, this beer right here is a like a great finisher. 
Yeah, it's um, I, I'll agree. It's a. Uh, it went down a lot easier than I thought it was. I was I was really expecting like a booze burn in there. Um, really got no, no indications that this was a ten plus ABV. Um, it went down super smooth. I love the malt character. Uh, yeah, a, a, as a malty boy, uh, love the malt character on the resident malty boy of this yeah. podcast. Um, I, I mean, I you know, um, I appreciate the 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 fruit esters in a in a Belgian beer. Um, getting that like that raisin, uh, that pruny kind of flavor to it. Um, I was expecting a little like a little bit of banana in there just because of the Belgian yeast, but um, it was more like more more raisin like plum flavor forward yeah um i would agree. It, which mix i think mix well with the with the maltiness with the malt it. character yeah it kind of gave it like i said it's just like this almost it's like super illusion smooth. to like something really nice and barrel aged it just gave a nice like oakiness to it almost and it was super super smooth that was a, the one thing that i took away from it was i could see this like throwing it in like a little uh little sifter yeah and just sitting there just sipping on it you know uh I, I, that's I, that's pretty young too, you guys. That was the, the newer cans. Is, is that or is that an older? Uh, what's the canning date on that one? Uh, I don't think we have a canning date on there. Let me check. Okay. Let me check the forward back. There we go. Anything? No. 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 No canning date. Okay. All right. Yeah, usually we have those stickers on there. I know. I know. We just made a new batch of uh, of quad, so um, that's probably very fresh. Probably like less than three weeks old. Something I would like that. agree. I think like the fruit esters would definitely increase with yeah. aging. It would you get like a nice, like more of a, like a fig or like a dried fruit yeah. as it like ages in there. It's really good. I, I guess like bright, I would say almost. It's I think, very, I, like, I think that's one that's going to, it's going to move to the back of my fridge where I'm going to little let it uh, sit for a little bit. And, uh, you know, take, that's going to be, <laughs> gonna, be a nice nightcap beer. You could be like a uh, Paul bear for like, and the undertaker, yes! just like, just just like holding the urn and everything just <laughs> yeah exactly and then a year later drink it yeah yeah interesting you say that uh mark armstrong he works for uh la cabra now he used to uh be our our main brewer um a couple years ago and uh this is one of his favorite beers actually we stopped allowing brewers to drink while um <laughs> while making beer because he would down probably like three of them before noon Jesus. um <laughs> And uh, he actually <laughs> bringing this back to what brought brothers. Mark's great. I love Mark. Um, he's working with Chris Young, another one of um, our old brewers um, over at La Cabra. But uh, we did a Halloween party, and Mark dressed up as Paul as Paul Bearer. Um, so that was, that was <laughs> that's that's great. He mentioned Paul Bearer and Chronomancer Yay! and Mark Armstrong, and did you I hope he's doing well. I, miss I didn't him. even and, know uh, that man. <laughs> I I was just thinking about how I would just like hold on to this and covet this can and just age it. <laughs> it's gonna it's it's gonna it's gonna join the likes of uh, of my uh, of my aging my aging group. Yeah, we'll have to do a podcast where we just go through your aging group. It, it won't be pretty. <laughs> it's not. It'll probably be our Christmas one that we I've do, got, where I've it's got just a, you and me. I've got I've got a Bourbon nonsense. County back there aging. <laughs> I've got a 15, I, I oh, starting, I bought it fresh 15% from, uh, um, Aslan, uh, their, their German chocolate cake stout. Jesus Christ. Uh, and that's been aging for about a year. Um, I have uh, victory's Java stout, uh, aging for probably about a little over a year. 
I got some in there, man. That'll be our holiday <coughs> episode. We'll talk about, we'll talk about, I got, I got some fun stuff here from, yeah, we're going to butt chug those from just being a pirate during the pandemic. Just getting a couple of I have some 2020 ones that we're going to do down the road. Yeah. Um, I have a, uh, we, we have a, I'll, I'll hit up our, uh, breweries and PA, uh, friends. Now that you're not in my spam folder anymore, we have a, uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> we have a couple, um, a, a, an event possibly to do a uh, podcast joint event. Um, we're going to make our ninth batch of the last waltz, which is our Imperial Porter. Oh, and I have, I have three cases of the first eight, um, that we ever did. So it's going to be a nine year vertical of a 9.1% Baltic Porter. Wow. Baltic. Oh man. I love me a Baltic takes, Porter. Takes man. you back, huh? Takes me back, man. Yeah. Take me back. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's sign off here. Let's, let's end the podcast and we'll get into some bonus bonus time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Scott, thank you very much for, for coming on the podcast. Um, we'll have you stay on. Uh, we're going to, we're going to hit up some, some bonus footage here. Um, that's for our stream only fans. Our stream only fans. Our only cans guys. This is where the content Uh gets premium. Yep. This is where we really let loose. Um, (laughs) this is where the butt rock really comes out. Um, all right. So, uh, thank you, uh, to, uh, root or root down. God damn. I'm, I'm reading an old, uh, an old thing. I love love root down. Root down. Mike's great. So (laughs) the, the Wu Tang is strong with, uh, I'm just over here. (laughs) Um, I'm like a fucking, radioactive gold bar over here <laughs> thank you thank you to to round guys uh yeah thanks so on. much yeah. for uh reading our emails and coming on this podcast <laughs> it's been a rad um john popper sandwich bring it back it's coming um, back just saying i mean yeah i feel like you i feel like you promised so yeah it's, no, it's we'll, gonna we'll, we'll get something going yeah it's gonna yeah, be yeah, called absolutely. the best best friends podcast presents the john popper sandwich like <laughs> 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 look at, a marketing guy over there <laughs> i literally i literally messaged jamie the other day and said the brewery needs the freezer back so we can store hops. How do we get rid of all of this pork? So I literally like this was a message like last Thursday. So all right, I, I got an idea. I am it's, so excited. It's the it's breweries in PA presents the best best friends podcast in the world presents a John Popper sandwich. That's the sponsorship you need. You need a full on Garth like just decked out in sponsorship. So the gear. Reba- yeah, the Reebok jumpsuit. The, re- the Reebok. <laughs> I just think, man, just selling out like that. It's really sad, man. It's really sad. <laughs> All right, uh, guys, remember, uh, follow, rate, review the podcast. Uh, follow. That'll, uh, you know, let you know when the podcast comes out. Uh, give us a rating. Dan, what's our rating? Five-star party, baby. Five-star party. Give us five stars. Rate us horribly, just like in a review. No, no, form. no, no. Ra- yeah, no. Rate us good. Rate us five stars. That's what I was saying. I was like, rate us poorly in a review form. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just direct all a, your hatred to the review yeah. section. Where it says enter comment, just go wild, but give yeah. us five stars. Yeah. Yeah. Get nasty in there. Yeah. Tell us how bad we suck. It's going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> And it, oh, hey, okay. <laughs> we got uh, a follower. So, uh, you know, if you like the podcast, <laughs> tell your friends about it. If you like the podcast with Scott, uh, we have a full catalog online uh, for you to go back and listen to uh, with all, all of our other great guests. Um, we've just had a 2021 filled with Good great, times. yeah, great, 
brewery. So yeah, we're uh, we're coming out of this pandemic strong. So um, we're having great content. Yep. We got great guests. We finally got round guys. Am I saying? <laughs> It finally happened. It finally it, happened. Yeah, everything. It's all coming up Millhouse now. Um, just uh, I'm no longer looked at as spam. They're like, this, <laughs> it's like this this Daniel Herb from India is just like trying to get me on his podcast. <laughs> I'm just gonna. This is, call, he's definitely trying to steal my information. It just says, sir, me asking asking about my uh, extended warranty. Maybe I would have answered. <laughs> yeah. It says, sir, sir, uh, sir. I produce website. Please respond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Click here. Bit LOI. <laughs> boy, have we been getting those? Yeah. We get a lot of them. Yeah. We got to start responding hilariously to them and screenshotting it. Um. All right, guys. Uh, coming up this Friday. Uh, that is July second. July 2nd. There we go. Uh, <clears throat> they call they don't call you the human calendar for nothing, Dan. Um <laughs> I don't even I don't even know what that means. July <laughs> July, <laughs> July 2nd, we're gonna be on Warwick Farms Brewing Podcast. Uh, oh, you mean Farkas Farm? Yes, Farkas Farms. Yeah, so we're actually gonna be on a podcast, yeah. which means we don't have to guide it. We don't have to misread our notes or anything. We I'm already, I'm already getting anxiety from not being in control. It's like <laughs> I'm already sweating. Like, oh my god, this is it's gonna get out of control. <laughs> well, wait, wait till Bill gets you on Round Guys Radio, then you're really in trouble. Oh, I'm ready for Round Guys yeah. Radio. Yes, I'm ready. I'm a guy. I'm round. Get me, get me on the radio. Son. Yes, we are. We are round guys. Don't worry. Just two round guys hanging out over here. One to be on your podcast. Sounds only option, but hey, sounds pretty mandatory. Round guys, round guys. Let's make it happen. So uh, this upcoming Friday, we're going to be on Warwick Farms, uh, their Twitch stream and their podcast. They, they kind of do. They, 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 they bite our, our style a lot. You know, they were, I, th- I feel like we, really, gave, we gave them our business plan and they, they really look they up to us. It. They really look up to us as, uh, as you know, promotional like, a, like an older brother. Yeah, really. Yeah. Um, uh, and you know, we'll be on there and then the, the podcast will release, we'll release the audio, uh, next week. And then, uh, the following week, which is the 14th, the 12th, 12th, um, human calendar. Yeah. They don't call them the human calendar for nothing, folks. Yeah, uh, so uh, July twelfth, we're gonna have the uh, the four local beer fest guy, Mikey, on. What? So yeah, we're gonna talk about uh, the upcoming beer fest. Um, you know, the quest to get all the all the cans ready. And um, actually, Tom, we are doing a tasting that night. Okay. Yeah. So you know, we talked about maybe perhaps doing it at his house. Are we doing flip cup? Uh, no, we're oh. gonna we're gonna do Classy Cup. Oh. He's got some of the participating brewers. Ooh. Okay, and we're gonna go through some of those beers for the beer fest. Okay, all right, all right, a little, right. little preview. All right. all right, all right, we might be live on location, so we'll we might uh, be live. We'll uh, we'll start talking about it soon. Okay, I'm gonna I, I'm, I'm preparing myself for I the shit cheap, show. What's that? Can I do a cheap plug? Yeah, for yeah, sure. Go for it. Yeah, we're gonna ask you uh, about plugs too. Here. July twenty uh, or July thirty first, we are doing a punk rock flea market. We've got uh, I think six bands lined up and a whole bunch of cool vendors uh, right outside around guys in our new uh, spacious uh, parking lot. Oh yeah, you guys have the little lot kind of thing going on now, a little yeah. outdoor. Yeah, that's that's gonna be awesome. Um, yeah, are you gonna take one of those local bands and and team up with them and put out a beer with a bunch of fruit and marshmallow in it? Actually, um, we are. 
uh, working with Blueprint, and we're doing um, a beer that we collaborated with, uh, Riverside Odds. Um, it was basically PBR on steroids. Yeah. Ooh. And so we're going to be brewing that. Um, it's uh, it's called Get Into It. Um, that's uh, a beer that we're hoping to uh, have ready for the punk awesome. rock flea market. Big fan of Blueprint over here. Oh, yeah. 6.9% uh, um, punk rock speed lager. Ooh. You're, you're talking all my language. Sub seven punk rock. Punk lager. Rock. It's going to be now. at a pounder, bro. Come on now. All right. Um, <clears throat> social media. Uh, what, do, what do we got for uh, guest social media, Daniel? Yeah. So uh, plug your social media guy. Um, if you got uh, got everything pulled up there, uh, you guys are. Oh, nope. Jesus. Sorry. Throw Getting a into the butt rock real early, man. Yeah. No. Yep. Throw a SoCal wrench into that. <laughs> guys. Um, yeah. Follow uh, their social media. I, we have at round guys brewing. I believe that is both for correct. Facebook and Instagram. So yeah, you guys yeah. at round guys brewing. Um, it is roundguysbrewing.com for the website as well. So uh, give them a follow. Check out the website. Yo, tasting notes. Round guys awesome. brewery. Round guys brewery. Oh, there you go. Yeah, round guys yeah. brewery. And their, uh, their website is roundguysbrewery.com. There you go. For all your round guys needs. For all of them. And uh, we'll give out Scott's personal email to you can message him about uh, the John Popper. It's going to go to the spam folder. I'm just going to say it right now. Listen, guys, I have been discussing the John Popper for a while. My emails have not been read. Before I even did the podcast, I just reached out. I was like, yo, what's what's Scott's contact information? I have to talk about a sandwich. Look, decent- we should do a collab. We should do a collab called the John Popper spam folder. <sighs> I like you're, it. You're, you're talking our language. <laughs> I mean, not to toot our own horns, but we we did one collab and it sold out in a weekend. So, oh, no big deal. You know, no big deal. No big deal. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Uh, follow us on uh, social media at. Uh, so that's Instagram and Facebook at Best Best Friends Pod. That's Best Best Friends P O D. We make everybody fans of POD again. It's hard not to be. Yeah. Uh, guys, email address. Um, hey, check your spam folder. Um, but hey, if you got <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't stop. <laughs> but hey, if you want to email us about breweries that want to be on, if you are a brewery that wants to be on, you can send us an email too. Um, it's bestbestfriendspod at gmail.com. That's bestbestfriendspod. And uh, and you can get on stream with us. And if you're not getting on stream, boy, you are just fucking up. It's it's it, you're you're a mess. Uh, I don't know what you're doing with your life, but uh, hop on stream with us. We answer questions. You get in the chat. You can ask questions that you want the brewers to answer. Uh, we will ask them. Hey, um, if we're in the group chat right now, if you want to talk to the moderators of you know breweries and PA, they're in the chat too. Yeah, he's at here. least the one real one, because the other one is a CGI uh, CGI. Yeah, we've only ever met Matt. We've never met Chad. We are pretty convinced he is he's a, a deep fake, deep fake. Yeah, yeah. he's just he's a, a fake person. Fake. Like they just created him like virtually for us. Yeah. Oh, Chad's the pretty one. 
Well, yeah, well, they they do that virtually with like uh, with CGI. Yeah, it's CGI. It's, you know, it's, it's basically a, Matt standing in, and then we just see videos where it's. CGI it's like when you it. you watch uh, Jurassic Park and you're like, oh, the dinosaurs are real, and they're like, no, 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 they they were made with a computer. I just said that so Matt shows up tomorrow. I'm like, what do you mean Chad's a pretty one? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so guys, uh, we're gonna hop over. We're gonna get bonus footage. Bonus. Bonus. Yeah, this is uh, stuff that you can't get when you're listening on audio only, um, where we we really let loose and talk about Metallica butt rock. Um, oh yeah, we have a we have a butt rock topic to go yeah. over. Um, Just so, a little question, and it's going to be hilarious, guys. You um, can you can hop on. I'll our, have to post a teaser on social. Oh, for this sure, it's going to be a lot of fun. You you can hop on the uh, on the live stream with us. Uh, it's twitch.tv slash best best friends podcast. That's twitch.tv slash best best friends P O D. It's the worst one. It's the worst one. It's Cast. the last P O D drop and it needs to leave. Nobody knows that song. I told you, Dan. I know that song. Thank you. Thank oh, you, Scott. It, Scott. Thank you, Scott. Uh, Dan, you're getting right, closer. And cl- you're getting satellite. Clo- that's the name of our collaboration. Then it has to be. <laughs> you're getting closer and closer to getting replaced. Satellite. To, you're getting it. It's going to get replaced by satellite by Dave Matthews Band. We're going to yeah, have a. That's it. We're going to have five POD drops and one Dave Matthews satellite. Band. Satellite. <laughs> Come on, boy. You're going to test me on DMB. You're going to test me on DMB. All right. Um, all right. Let's get all right, everybody. Yeah. Let's wrap here. it up. Uh, guys, thank you all for tuning in. Scott, thank you for being on with us and uh, dealing with our insanity. I don't know why I wave. These people are going to still stay on. Y- yes, they are. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, just remember, Dan, I need you to remember one thing. I love you. Always have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and guys, remember, it's not goodbye forever. It's just. This should always be the last. It really should. I mean, it always is. Um, All right, everybody. Just remember, uh, always keep it in the back of your mind. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. That was the Clinton family. Uh, It is (laughs) Best Westerns Podcast, episode 74. We out. See you. Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. This podcast is hosted by two bros. By two bros. So crack a beer and laugh at some videos, videos. Superhuman jump through barbed wire bricks. Fuck this shit. Clang out with little lunchbox. Become a cluggalette, a cluggalette. Sometimes I'm a stouty boy, sometimes lazy. And this podcast is both. So it's all for me. Best best friends pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Cindy Crawford's a fan. How could you go wrong? So many pods up there were influenced for me. Epstein is the